You're listening to the After The Show Movie Podcast from ascully.com. You can find this podcast on the iTunes Music Store, Google Play, YouTube, Voice Assistance, just say listen to After The Show Movie Podcast, and you can also find us on ascully.com where we post written reviews. With that out of the way, here are your hosts, Ascully and Sitok. Hello, Sitok. Hello. Um, Hello. I was going to start with the uh, Scooby-Dooby-Doo. Oh, dear. But, the, the, but then the, you chose not to, but then you chose to do it anyway. Yeah. <laughs> How's that, how that thought process work? Like, yeah, I'm not going to do it, but I'm going to tell everybody I was going to do it and do it at the same time. Watch your before the after the show discussions. Mm, Scooby-Doo. And then what you were just talking about. Which was? <laughs> I don't remember. I don't remember. Oh, I was doing my Fitbit thing where you walk around yeah. Yosemite mountains. I remember that. I just remember anything else we were discussing except for Scooby-Doo, and uh, that was kind of it. Yeah. So um, let's get on to the show then. It is Saturday, July the 18th. Happy Saturday, July the 18th, everybody. After the show, 643, we're a movie review podcast. We look at a new movie every week. And this week, we're looking at the brand new movie... Uh, Scoob is a 2020 release. You can get it on Blu-ray next week, and it's on on 4K also. It's rated PG, and our friends at Warner sent us the 4K release for review. And Sid Talk, give us the synopsis of Scoob. Hmm. Well, there's this group of teenagers. We're going to put that in quotation marks <laughs> with the dog. And they're going to have an adventure with some mysterious, also in quotation marks, uh, bad villain person to possibly save the day or not. True. All right. Does that pretty much cover all Scooby-Doo adventures? I'll give you the one off the back of the box here. This is what... I mean, here's my actual summary. It's Scooby-Doo, everybody. Just seriously. You don't need a synopsis. And you don't need a box. Well, this is what Warner Brothers tell you it is. They say, in Scooby-Doo's greatest adventure yet, see the never-before-told story of how Scooby and Shaggy first met and how the famous Mystery Incorporated were formed. Now with hundreds of cases solved, Scooby and the gang face their biggest, toughest mystery ever and discover that Scooby has a secret legacy and an epic destiny greater than anyone ever imagined. My goodness. They make it sound really grand. Goodness. Yeah, that's pretty big. I don't agree with that. It's not the best, biggest adventure ever. Or whatever it said. Might be the biggest budget adventure ever. Only because of the people, I would guess. The people and the the computer animation. Mm. So that's the difference between this movie and regular Scooby-Doo. It's CGI, uh, 3D characters... Instead of the, you know, flat, old... Watch it. Flat, older animation style. (laughs) That is still in use today, but this is the more... Which is superior. I'm just saying that. I'm not an animation snob, 
that I mean, when you're a Scooby-Doo fan, yes, I enjoyed this movie a lot. It was really fun. It's just that I do like the old, as you say, flat 2D animation. Right. So Aesthetically, this, I just, I really love it. Now, aesthetically, this was my favorite. I love this, how this looks, this movie. It's um, the, one of the most colorful movies I've ever seen. How colorful is this movie? I mean, I didn't think of it the way you did, I guess. It just looked like... You didn't think it was colorful? I did think it was colorful, but it wasn't... You mentioned that, that's like the third time, and I'm like, it just looks like 3D CGI animation. It's gorgeous, but I didn't think of it as like... It's not like Avatar or anything, you know, to me. Well, no, I don't know why you would compare it to Avatar, but... Well, because you're saying it's colorful over and over, and I'm like, it's animation... (laughs) <laughs> so it's yeah, very but, it, but there was something about it like on the 4k release it was like really colorful it was um very pristine and clean looking and clear and the animations i like that kind of it's almost stop motiony animation if this if these were like real things it's i just of, didn't my eyes didn't see what you saw at all it's like there's frames missing from the animation like the way they do it in the lego movie so it makes everything look kind of... Sometimes, I said to you, they look like action figures, like stop-motion action figures. And I didn't see that. I just saw it as regular CGI, like toys, Toy Story or anything like that. And I also think it's, as I said to you, when the Oscars come around and animated movies are in there, I would include this movie because I think, uh, you know, it matches Pixar's stuff in terms of animation. The animation is really... It's good, yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of detail. There's a lot of the art, not not just the animation, the actual art design of the crafts and the robots and, you know, all the different... Even the actual the characters we know and love from Scooby-Doo, they've got a different look in this movie, obviously, right? Because... But they all match, don't they? I mean, you know who's who just instantly yeah, looking absolutely. at absolutely. So I think the whole animation style was fantastic for me. Um, I liked the movie too, but I'll tell you what, I didn't like Sid Talk. Okay, let's start with that. What I really like about Scooby-Doo, and I watched it as a kid, like you did, and it was kind of beloved. You know, I would watch it every Saturday morning before, you know, it was on Saturday morning cartoons. Right, for us it was on every day after school. So I saw probably more repetition than you did. Yeah, so I used to get up early in the morning as a kid and sit and watch Scooby-Doo and loved it every week. And one of the things I loved about it was, you know, going to an old spooky house or down a spooky mine or in a weird hotel that's, you know, I liked the, it's not horror, but the, what is it? Like ghost stories and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. I mean, this movie really like makes it into like a superhero movie and not like a spooky, I mean, there's a, there's a brief segment at the beginning that, that goes back to old Scooby-Doo, where they go into the haunted house when they're little, when they're little versions of them, mm-hmm. themselves. But the, the big story part, it, it's more like they're going for the superhero vibe, and it loses all the, like, you know, the stuff that I like about Scooby-Doo, where Shaggy and Scooby are, like, scared to death, at, you know, like something's mm-hmm. following them through the dark mansion, or there are actually none of that. It's just, like, you know, Marvel-type stuff, I would say. Like... You know, they do take some characters who you'll know from Hanna-Barbera stuff, right? Is it, it is Hanna-Barbera, right, who did the, um, what's he called? 
the Blue Falcon. Correct. So they take other characters that you know from like wacky races and they put them in there. But it loses any of the Yeah, Captain K man's in there. But it loses the scary, spooky element, like completely. Like there was none of that. So I was hoping there was gonna be. I was like, oh surely they're gonna come across surely Dick Dastardly, who's the villain here, has like come up with some creepy mansion because What was that name again? Dick Dastardly. Oh well what was his first name again? Dick (laughs) <laughs> they make a point of that being like that maybe that's one of the language things yeah you, as they like keep, to describe keep, it they keep like saying to him what's your name and he's like I'm a I'm Dick I'm a Dick Scooby Scooby doesn't say the D he says Rick yes. and then he keeps saying no Dick I'm a with Dick with a D I'm, he didn't say I'm a Dick he said I'm it's Dick Dick he said like four times <laughs> yeah I mean it was a Dick joke but yeah. like in a kid done in the kid way well like he's a Dick yeah. That's the joke. And I mean, he is a dick. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it lost all that spooky mystery stuff. I mean, they are Mystery Incorporated. That stuff is not really here. Yeah, yeah, they do stick to the skeleton of... Excuse the pun. Skeleton <laughs> of the Scooby-Doo thing where, you know, maybe the, maybe the baddie's not the baddie. Maybe he'll be unmasked and he's somebody else. And They do that stuff, which mm-hmm. you, you're expecting. But I prefer the smaller, like, you know, they're on a... I thought this mystery island, I thought maybe that will be spooky, but nothing's really spooky, right? Nothing. It's just cartoony. Yeah, it it just goes for the giant, like, we're in... We're right with, you know, Dick Dastardly's in a big spaceship type thing that looks a bit like his... Well, looks a lot like his car from Wacky Races. Would you say that you liked Wacky Races more than Scooby-Doo? Um, I did like Wacky Races. Um, I would ask you a question. Did Scooby-Doo appear in Wacky Races? Not that I'm aware of, but I don't know if I've seen them all. Right. I mean, I did. part of the Saturday morning cartoons was Wacky Races, so I did like that too. But I really love Scooby-Doo as well. But this, I know it was going for a different vibe and it's the 3D animation and everything, but I would really like to see them in a haunted house of some kind, but a bigger mystery than the beginning. I mean, it shows you the origin story of them at the beginning. When the kids, and they go into kind you know, it looks like the perfect haunted house from the outside. And I thought, this is going to be a cool adventure. It, well, how long does it last? Like, uh, two minutes? We're just establishing their first yeah. spooky adventure. And it's, you know, it's, it's like one of their old adventures. Where, you know, I would have got away with it if it weren't for you meddling kids. I mean, they do that stuff. But then, you know, the main... Now, what I really did like about it was they touch on loads of pop culture stuff, which is really funny. Simon Cowell's in this movie. I thought that was really <laughs> cute, you know? Because, you know, they use him in a funny way. And there's other things, isn't there? They just they mention stuff a lot, like different... They're aware of movies and TV and stuff. Sure. And I like that stuff. I, I thought it was quite funny in parts. Sometimes it got a bit old. But then like, like what well, got old? I don't know. There was just some. Um, there was some the the part where they were in the um, the Blue Falcon's ship, and then he introduces himself. It just seemed to go on a bit that part. Like there's a lot of jokes that are reused, and you know, yeah. That's where I felt like, oh, they're just like you know. I know this is primarily for kids, or primarily. Primarily for kids and also people who have nostalgia for Scooby-Doo because they grew up with it, 
right? It's not just for kids. Correct. Um, like all these things, you know, we watched Scooby-Doo as a kid and we can watch this and relate to it in a, in a way, like, because we like the friendship between Shaggy and Scooby and we like the gang, you know? And I'll we, listen to you. We like the gang. I liked the gang. They didn't do a lot with, um, they didn't do a lot with Fred, Velma and Daphne. I don't I think, don't think they had a big enough part, mm. you know? No, they, I think they were fine. I liked some of the. I liked. <laughs> I like that Dick Dastardly referred to um, Fred as what did he call him? Poor man's. Poor man's Helmsworth. <laughs> and he's like, which one? <laughs> so like they do, you know. There's a lot of that funny stuff in there. If you've seen other movies, you'll probably find stuff to laugh at. Um, do you like the inclusion of like Blue Falcon? Do you like that character? And Di- Dino Mutt. I mean, you mean the real Blue Falcon yeah. or this version? No, we went to it before. Like, I mean, I watched it every single time it was on. Yeah. I'm sure. I'm not super familiar with it. Mm. So um, it didn't really do a lot for me, but I knew who it was. Like, I knew that it existed before. But uh, I wasn't like, oh my God, you know? It's like if Spider-Man turned It was up, like, it's like, one of those where if you can't have Scooby on, then something like Blue Falcon was... Fine. And it was the same vibe, same kind of people made it. Sure. Yeah, same adventure every week. You can kind of predict Scooby-Doo. I mean, well, not kind of. You can always <laughs> predict scooby You reckon? That's part of the charm, right? That sure. You can predict it. And you can predict this. Well, you almost predicted this. I was close, but I was the opposite of what yeah. was going on. Yeah. So, you know, it might so not close. go exactly how you think. <laughs> um, it's, it was a decent length. You know, these kind of movies don't, they're not usually two hour epics. This one's 90 minutes on the nose. I think it was right to be 90 minutes. Yeah, it was perfect. For this adventure. I like the ancient Greek stuff. It goes, there's some ancient Greek. It's actually, because Captain Caveman's in this, there's caveman stuff and there's ancient Greek stuff, right? (laughs) You get it all. Yeah, so it just throws a lot of stuff in, but it was all cool. You know, I like, there's there's a Cerberus dog, which is cool. That was one of the things where I was like, how colorful it It's like green and red, and it's really like crazy, like massive. How did you like the story overall? I'm not judging the story because it's Scooby-Doo. So the story is always going to be the bad guy wants to do something for themselves, obviously either for a treasure or to, it's almost always for monetary gain. Unless it is a real spooky monster, which it isn't. That's just it. That's the whole deal. And then you stop them and you move on. So the story is fine. It could have been anything and I would be saying the exact same thing. And to be fair, being a fan of Dick Dastardly, from as a kid, you know, he was always the... I always liked Dick Dastardly. Um, I had no idea Dick Dastardly was going to be the villain. So when it zoomed up to his <laughs> yeah. ship and he's like twirling his mustache, I was like, no way. This <laughs> Dick Dastardly's in this. That's cool. So I did like that. Because, you know, that really is, you know, a kid of today probably didn't grow up with Dick Dastardly. No, of course not. I mean, Wacky Races, is, I'm assuming, isn't on the TV all the time still, right, for kids. I mean, I don't know if all those, does Hanna-Barbera have a network? Because I don't even know. I don't know, because you never see it just flicking through, do you? You never see anything like that on mm. there. So, you know, and maybe they're a bit violent, I don't know, like, they're a bit Looney tunes right? There's a lot of... Smacking each other. Sure. So maybe they shy away from them a bit now. 
you know, because mm. it, it might be a bit inappropriate. I don't know. I mean, we're fine, and we watch yeah, it all the time. <laughs> I mean, it's just, that's questionable, I suppose, but yeah. yeah. But um, to see Dick Dusterly was a big surprise. I was like, yeah, that's really cool. Are we going to see the rest of them? What, what, what the, you know, oh, my favorite, what were your favorite ones out of the um, Wacky Races? Favorite? Oh, I don't even know. I don't remember them the way you do. Well, mine was as Penelope cars. Yes, I don't remember that kind of specifically. I just remember the races themselves. There was the Anthill mob, which were the mafia guys with the Tommy guns from back in the thirties. Remember them? <laughs> Very kid friendly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They've all got Tommy guns and they're shooting out the back that of the car and stuff. Is funny. They were the Anthill mob. There was like the I can't remember what they were called, but they were like. It was basically like a Scooby-Doo haunted house on wheels with like... A, oh, yes, yes, yeah, yes, like yes. Frankenstein and stuff in it. I can't remember what they were called, but they were cool. And then there was like the professor in like the pointed car. He was like, um, you know, crazy professor who invents gadgets and his cars like will turn into a helicopter or whatever. These are the ones I remember. Penelope Pitstop, who was the, my favorite because she was cool. And um, who else? Dastardly and Motley, because they were always cheating by being in a rocket ship or a plane. Jerks. <laughs> I mean, seriously. Also, you get to see Motley in this film. Like, the evil... I mean, Motley's always... Motley's just like a, a dick. You've always called me Motley, because when I get You've to laughing really laugh. hard, I can't breathe. <laughs> and then I do the Motley thing. Yes. That- <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you do that. Yes, I do. Um, so I had uh, good memories of Wacky Races and Scooby-Doo and other Hanna-Barbera stuff when I was a kid. Captain Caveman. What else was there? There's loads. Jabber Jaws. I d- didn't watch that one. Obviously Flintstones. Obviously. Jetsons. Yeah, there's loads. Just had to look it up. Land Before Time was one that stuck out for me. Do you remember that one? Land Where before... they go back in time. I don't know if it's... It's not on- a cartoon. No, there was a cartoon one, The Land That Time Forgot, I think it might be called. Hmm, I don't think I I don't know if it was Hanna-Barbera, but it was in that cartoon blog, and it was the one I look forward to the most. They um, went back in time, just a regular family, similar to Land of the Lost. Okay. But, uh, you know, and crash landed in the prehistoric times, and it was an animation. Um, I think it was called The Land That Time Forgot. But those are my memories of cartoons as a kid. We all have them, don't we? We've all oh, sat God. and watched cartoons yeah, as a kid. Yeah, but it's totally different than now. You yeah. had no access to any cartoons You just had to at watch all. what you were served. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and like I described, I think, last week, getting up at before the crack of dawn to lay in front of the TV and just wait for the fuzzy pattern to go off when uh, cartoons would begin. We had, um, you know, you had a fuzzy pattern. In England, we had a... It's called the test card. Yeah, we had that too, but that was that was like the test... The fuzzy was all night, and then the test card would come up for, I don't know, probably in a certain amount of time, and then the national anthem would start, and then the first TV show. So right. the static was all night. All right, well, I was run the test card all night with this noise. Beep. Oh, no, we didn't have that. No, so if you fell asleep and you woke up in the middle of the night with your TV on, the beeping noise would be always going. Is that why? Maybe. So you'd turn your TV on. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. And then what would happen at 6 a.m., It would the, the test card would disappear, the beeping noise would go away, they would play God Save the Queen and show you the flag of England. Right. And then there'd be five minutes of news, BBC News, and then the weather, 
And then at 10 past 6 in the morning, the cartoon started. Hmm, we've been watching uh, X-Files. And do you think immediately giving us our national anthem, national song, God Save the Queen, you know, our national anthem, immediately after you've watched that test pattern or the fuzziness? <gasps> yeah, some brainwashing. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're also watching all of the X-Files right now. So that's a big, that's a theme. And then um, at 10 past 6, the cartoons would start. And they would literally... Go up from 10 past 6 till 9 a.m. Oh, no, no, no. Our TV would start very early. Did yours go... Like 5 a.m. Right. I was with 6.10 till 9 a.m. And then when 9 a.m. came, the the, um, cartoons finished, but they had kids like, you know, like this morning, (laughs) like Good Morning America. Mm -hmm. They had a kids version of that that Anton Deck hosted. Okay. So it was just fun games and sliming people and, you know, like your Nickelodeon thing. Right. But I would stay, I would, from 10, to si- 10 past 6 in the morning until about noon when it all ended, I would watch that whole thing. That yeah, whole me lot. too. <laughs> <laughs> and then what I remember uh, also as at noon, when all that was over, um, wrestling came on, like British wrestling. <laughs> and then I would... Is I, it not a wonder that we are not completely yeah, insane? Insane, <laughs> I used to go out when the wrestling came. I didn't want to into the wrestling, you know. I just like the cartoons and the silly stuff. So uh, that's our childhoods in a. In a <laughs> Is that what we're reviewing? Yeah. Ah, oh, the seventies. Scooby Doo. <laughs> the seventies and the early eighties. Such fond memories. So let's move on here to the cast. We, you know, this is obviously an animated thing. So there are voices. Will Forte plays Shaggy. Who surprised you the most when you found out who was who? Um. Well, that would well. Let's just go. Will Forte. Um, we like him because we were last man on earth. He was really funny, right? We do. Do we have the same brain now? I think this I happens like, when you're married to each other. I feel like we do. One well, person likes to say we. <laughs> I feel like Will Forte sounds like Shaggy anyway. He kinda, only has to just tweak himself. Kind of, sort of, yeah. Slightly, and then, but even the way he talks. If you think about Tandy from the Last Man on Earth, the way he delivers dialogues kind of like Shaggy. It's kind of goofy. You know? So did you like him as Shaggy? Sure. I, I mean, too. he's just... Shaggy's always been a little extra... Gets up great. So if any animated voice to get on my nerves, it would be Shaggy. Right. And this just, one It's a fits. little bit too, you know. But yeah. I can, and, and, I can You know, there that. were times where I was listening to him where I was like, no, that's just Will Forte now, not Shaggy. Like, yeah. Like I can hear Will Forte. Uh, but the one that... Blue Falcon in this movie... Um, and we, I said to you, who, who is that talking? You, I was convinced said, it was. It's Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, convinced. And I said, oh yeah, I can see that. And then it ended, and then the credits came up, and it's Matt Wahlberg, which <laughs> sounds nothing like, Matt Wahlberg sounds nothing like Ryan Reynolds. Correct. Well, maybe he does. We've never <laughs> maybe subtracted the face from the voice, maybe. But um, yeah, um, Matt Wahlberg's Blue Falcon. Jason Isaacs, who is Australian, I believe, right? British, Australian? Don't know. One of those. Mm-hmm. They're all the same. Oh, listen to you. He plays Dick Dastardly. That's yeah. very brave of you. And I think he did Dick Dastardly really well. Because, mm-hmm. you know, it's you know it's over the top. Correct. And he did it well. Gina Rodriguez played Velma. Zac Efron played Fred. And Amanda Seyfried played Daphne. All and they were all good. fine. Yeah, all good. This is directed by Tony Savoni. And he's directed lots of different Warner animation, including other Scooby-Doo things. So um, 
you know, he is in the Warner. The, I think Warner animation is just gets better and better. You know, they do they have like a giant thing like pick. Well, I was gonna say like Pixar, but Pixar don't. They just do different things all the time, right? I what mean, do you mean, like like a giant franchise? I mean, like Scooby Doo's a giant franchise. Yeah, right? I'd say that's the biggest one. I don't know. I don't yeah. really keep track. I but- mean, they do a lot of Warner do a lot of um, like. Batman animation and Harley Quinn, that kind of stuff. I guess those are big, but they're not for kids, are they, usually? They're more grown-up. Is that Hanna-Barbera? No, Warner Brothers, just okay. in general. Okay, I'm just sticking with the Hanna-Barbera theme. Like. Does this even have Hanna-Barbera? I'm looking on the box to see if it has it anywhere. Actually, it doesn't. It just says WB Animation. Interesting. Um, so maybe they bought maybe they bought it up. So um, IMDb Reviews. At this point in the review process, we like to go to IMDb and look, not at what the people who love this movie think. No, no, no. That would be, that'd be so boring. <laughs> that would be so boring. This is the people on IMDb who dislike this movie for some reason or another. Let's see what they think. And you're here to make fun of them or in cherish them? Well, let's see. <laughs> We're talking about... An animated Scooby-Doo movie here, and these people spent, I don't know, quite a while to write several paragraphs sometimes on why they didn't like this movie. So this guy says, This is not Scooby-Doo. For those hoping to watch a fun origin story of Scooby-Doo, or maybe a giant fun epic mystery adventure film, this film misses the mark completely. What you should expect to see is another average CGI animated cliche, extremely bland and predictable superhero film. The film tried to accomplish too much during its runtime, and it ends up accomplishing nothing. Okay, that's. I agree about the superhero part of the film. Yeah, but that was what they were going for, so you can't really. But yeah, if you're looking for haunted house Scooby Doo, unfortunately, it's not really there, is it? Um, this next guy says, "Where's the heart? We've come to love the cast for a decade." And then you take them all out of the movie. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Back it up. How old is this person? I don't know. It, it doesn't <laughs> One decade? One decade? Let's go back and let's count the decade, shall we? It was 1967, was it, when it started? Well, That's more this than guy's one talking about the Matthew Lillard era, I think. No, well, then he's wrong, because Scooby-Doo's been around longer. Because he says, we've come to love this cast for I'm a decade. I'm offended. Why take the heart out of the movie? <laughs> Will Forte doesn't do Shaggy any justice. The suspension of disbelief is gone with this cast. That you were <laughs> believing this? Like, fully? You believed it? I guess I don't. <laughs> okay. This guy says, I'll be honest, I was extremely disappointed with this film. Oh. I won't be watching this again, and I'm mad at myself. For? That's it. Having complete. <laughs> oh, was that just separate from the movie? He's just, yeah, he just singularly mad at, mad at himself or herself. This okay. guy says they messed up not using Matthew Lillard. Listen Zero out of ten won't even give it a chance, and I hope the same for others. Is this actually Matthew Lillard going on IMDb under a fake name? Sounds like that. Because <laughs> Matthew Lillard wasn't happy. He that wasn't he didn't. happy, but you know, it's life. It's life. Um. This guy says, I get it, it's for the kids, and they've tried to keep loyal to the old version, but one thing, this came out horrible. I would give it two stars if it even had a good scene, but it doesn't. Dang. 
And this guy says, it completely decimates (laughs) Hanna-Barbara. I think they think the the lady, there's a lady called Hanna-Barbara that that made the... Is that how they say it? Hanna-Barbara, like Barbara, like... They're coming to okay. get you, Barbara. <laughs> You're mixing up very different <laughs> movies there. But I like it. Uh, and this, and finally, this guy says, This utter train wreck deserves to be direct to release in the local landfill. All right, on. <laughs> uh, another point, another thing about this. This is another, yet another this year of the movies that coronavirus... It was supposed to be in theatres. Okay. And it didn't get to the theatres, and it went to straight on video on demand. So it'll be hard for them to judge whether it was a huge success, I guess, because you're never going to get the same amount of money, are you, from home to theatres. It, it is set up at the end. Are you not? Because you can get a lot... There's a lot more homes than there are seats in theatres. Yeah. You can just get more money at one time, but imagine, you know... True. There's seven and a half you billion people. You just don't people. get the money twice like they used to. Mm, true. Because, <laughs> like, film companies are used to, like, getting the money from the theaters and then getting the money from the home. But this was just literally, you're going to get the money from the home and that's it, right? So, I don't know. I mean, it's set up at the end like they could do another, right? I mean, clearly. But we'll find out in the future. So, um, in conclusion, what do you give this? How many stars do you give it? What do you give it? Out of how many? Well, we we have a scale every week. Ten. Out of ten, yeah. I'm going to give it a 7.5 because I had a lot of fun. I really enjoyed the sentiment, and I disagree that there is no heart because there is a heart. It's about friendship. And we knew that from the very beginning because you form a friendship with Scooby and Shaggy. It's going to be challenged, and then in the end, who, who wins? It's not really the bad guy or the good guy. It's just friendship wins. And I'm a sucker for that. So I'm all in on the idea. It's exactly what Sonic, which we reviewed. Yeah. And it's fine. It's fine (laughs) to have a movie that's just silly and sweet. And it really did make me laugh a lot. I mean, I laughed at all the dumb jokes and at all the dumb references to whatever, every little, you know, instead of rolling my eyes, that, urge wasn't there i was just in it and i was mesmerized by some of the animation i'm not as mesmerized as you by the colorfulness apparently but i was really watching close at the little movements of their mouths and the hair and i just had a really good nice time which is exactly the same as what we said two week, two or three weeks ago when we watched sonic the hedgehog yeah and i think that's fine like and then i can turn around and watch you know x-files episode home called home and be like <laughs> equally entertained but in a very very different way so uh thank you to warner brothers for letting us review the 4k you can pick this up next week um you can pick it up right now actually on digital platforms but if you want a disc you have to wait till next week um and uh, thank you to them movie recommendations i am going with another warner brothers animated movie and that's the lego movie which is awesome everything is awesome about it i'll listen to you you know what i'm saying yes the lego i've movies. seen it <laughs> both lego movies actually i like them both first one is the best one though and my other one is my favorite scooby-doo thing and it's called scooby-doo and kiss the rock and roll mystery it came out about what, six years ago? They actually got Kiss to do the voices of Kiss. 
And it was just a... You might need to tell the kids who Kiss... Kiss are a rock is. band from the okay. 1970s. They're still going to this day. They dress up as characters. They're just a rock band? Like, just a generic, no-impact kind of guys? They, um, they're <laughs> similar to the Scooby-Doo crew, as in they have personas. And uh, That's true. You know, and they're a little gang that, you know, stick together. Friendship, all that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure if that would apply to Kiss. <laughs> anyway, the Scooby-Doo and Kiss cartoon was really well animated, and they used the real voices of Kiss, and I liked the story too. And what was awesome about it was every now and then it would break into a musical number, which was one of Kiss's songs, and they would sing the song just randomly for no reason. But it was awesome. Like they did, you know, I Want to Rock and Roll All Night, like while they were standing on a spaceship flying, you know? Like, I love that you remember the details. I do remember the details. It was, it <laughs> I was, love it. It was really my favorite Scooby-Doo thing because I love Kiss and Scooby-Doo mixed with Kiss was very good. Better than that Kiss movie that they did. Maybe they need to put Kiss in X-Files. Maybe. Would that like just blow your mind? <laughs> yeah. I do like Kiss. They're very good. Uh, I just like the whole vibe of the whole thing. So um, what is your recommendation? My recommendation? Was that your recommendation? Yeah, Lego Movie and Scooby-Doo and Kiss. I wasn't listening very close to the whole thing there. Um, Mine are going to be, and because people, it's controversial, you know, the different versions of Scooby-Doo over the years, the different, like bringing it back to life as an animated series on TV, whatever your opinion is, it really is so unimportant it shouldn't be a controversy, but I liked Scooby-Doo Mystery Incorporated from, I think it was 2000, I forget now, 2012 to 2016, something like that, and it just what? had a whole overarching story. What channel was it on? I don't know. I watched, cartoon it on, I watched it on Netflix, so I don't really know where, where it originated at. Can but, they um, still see it on Netflix? I don't know. I canceled my Netflix. So, well, what a traitor! <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> I watched it and then I canceled that shit. No, I just <laughs> it was just really fun. It was one of those. I think I was sick one week, and I was starting to watch Halloween stuff, which I like to do around fall. And then this came up, and I was like, "Oh, I'll watch this." I'm sick, and I think I watched the entire thing over maybe two days, maybe three days, and it's three or four years worth. It's like an overarching story. There's more involvement with the personalities and the relationships. So some people might hate it, but I enjoyed it. And I'm 52 years old. Don't forget this. You I'm not like, you know, a yeah. youngster susceptible to the wooing of the Scooby-Doo. I'm a mature woman, and I still loved it. And then my other one is an animated movie that I think stands out above a lot of, a lot of, rises above a lot, is Fantastic Mr. Fox. Who directed that one? Uh, you know, Anderson. Paul Thomas Anderson? No, Wes Anderson. That's correct. Yes. It is a stop frame animation with little foxes, and it is adorable, and it is kind of, it's a little extra cool, so some people might not like it for George that. George Clooney. It's got George Clooney um, voice. It's just really sweet. It's uh, mesmerizing to look at. Again, I'm as entertained by that as I am the most weird X-Files or gory movies that you can imagine. Um, I like to have a wide range of things. So, Fantastic Mr. Fox, if you haven't seen it, definitely nice check work. it out. 
Thanks, thanks. I didn't make it, but thanks. All right, what have I been playing this week? I wanted to mention this one. Um, American Truck Sim has a new DLC, which they kindly sent me a review code for. Uh, and the new... What they're doing with American Truck Simulator, it's on Steam. It's a PC game. You drive a truck around America, and you deliver things from one place to another, like a, a delivery driver would do. And you might think, how is that a game? Well... <laughs> it is a game, right? It's a lot like how the game is I'm playing right this minute. Yeah, I mean, it's like a bit of a business simulator. You start off with nothing, and you start off just renting a truck and delivering stuff and making some money, and then eventually you get to buy a truck business, which I have one, mine's called Hayes Hauling, which I made up myself. Very proud of it. You know what I'm saying? I think a scully hauling would have been better, oh, but hey, you know, I'm not involved, H's. so... And then so. I could have a little logo with HH on the... Oh, got it. See what I'm saying? Got it. So um, you get your little business, and then as you do longer and longer truck deliveries and more, sometimes you have to deliver more dangerous things, like like highly explosive, you know, chemicals to pharmaceutical places, that kind of stuff. The more tricky the cargo is sometimes it's very long like you've got like 20 cars on the back you get more money for doing those you've got to be on time you've got to make sure you keep the fuel in the tank you've got to make sure you go to sleep at the right times and eventually you start earning money and then it goes as far as you can even go in and buy hire other drivers buy more trucks and then you have them going off doing deliveries that you kind of arrange. I'm going to put this out there because a lot of people might be thinking it. That sounds so insanely boring. Not to me, but think of what you're saying. Yeah. So <laughs> you're meticulously running a business and driving for hours and hours. Yeah. Real time often, right? Not real, real time, but no. pretty close. I mean, it, it deliveries take a couple of hours generally if you do a long one. Um, But... Then you start getting into it because they've put these states in. You know, it's not the whole... You don't just get the game and get American trucks in. You get all... They've been making these states, like, giant. So each state is like a DLC that plugs in. And the latest one that just came out is Idaho. And it... The states have, like, accurately modeled. They've got all the... If there's a scenic feature in a state, like the St. Louis Arch, you know, in Missouri... Mm -hmm. then that will be there. So, like, the, you know, it's not... You can't just drive and go to your own house. It's not like that. But, like, the highways and the places that you come off the highways where, you you know, there's little towns, they're all mo accurately modeled and the, the scale is correct. So, you know, you drive from one place to another, you, you're driving the exact miles that it would be. So it starts to get into this relax... It's so relaxing to play. <laughs> Because you get in your truck, you pick up your delivery, and now you're taking your delivery from point A to point B. It might take you two days, not in real time, like it might be two hours. But, uh, you know, you'll drive through the night, maybe you'll have to stop and sleep, and then you'll be delivering the cargo the next day. What do you think you like about it so much? Well, it's unlike other games where you're shooting or you're a bit, sh you have to be stressed out all the time in a lot of games. Sure. 
you know, like you you playing Fortnite online, and you've got to be like very aware that somebody's trying to kill you every second. Like, there's no relaxing kind of time in that. But in this, it has a real world radio where you can tune in the radio. You can listen to '80s music. You can, you know, listen to. It's not just pretend songs. It's like real streaming radio. So I tend to put the radio on. I drive my truck. I obey the traffic laws. I stop at the traffic lights. I use my indicators. You know, it's a simulation of the real thing of driving a truck. And the hard part comes when you get to the place where you're going and you have to reverse the truck into the loading bay. Now, that's the hard part. So what does Utah add to this? It adds the whole state of Utah, which is giant in the game. And there's lots of, there's this new thing called, it's like scenic. You can stop at a place and it gives you like a flyover of that place. So say you stop at the St. Louis Arch. I'll give you that as an example. It will give you like some history about it, show you it, and you'll zoom around it. So you can go around and collect these touristy things now, which is a new thing. Um, And eventually they're going to keep adding states. They've been doing like two or three a year. It's going to take a while to get the whole... But when this game's finished and all the states are in place, it'd be amazing, Sid Talk. You know what I'm saying? I agree. And you'll be playing it the whole time. Yeah, it's not a game that I get fed up of either. I pull it out, like, a lot. It's on the top of my Steam list, like, because I play it the most. Like, it organizes your list in, t- in terms of what you play games. And it's always at the top of the list, so. As American Truck Sim Idaho, I think the DLC is, like, $13.00. The main game, you can pick that up... That seems in. very reasonable for as much as you can get out of it. Yeah, and the main game, like the base game, uh, you can pick it up on Steam sales for $5 a lot of the time. Um, even when the Steam sales are not on, I've seen it for $5. So you pick up the base game. That comes with like two of the states, and then you buy the states for about $13 a piece. But like I say... When you get a new state, it just feels like a whole new thing. Like, you've got, oh, I've got this whole place I can explore. So if you like the game, and they're a small team who make the game, um, it's worth supporting it. So that's uh, American American Truck Sim and the Idaho DLC. And the other game I've been playing is on the PlayStation, and it's a AAA game, this one. Far away from, like, a um, small indie game like that. And that's Ghost of Tsushima. I think I said that right. But that is, um, it's, a, it's very similar to the Assassin's Creed games. It's not by the Assassin's Creed people, though. But you can tell it borrows a lot from that. And it's uh, Feudal Japan, which I've never played in a game. And I really like Samurai. Yeah, you were really into that in Westworld when you got to go to the... Yes. I like the, you know, Samurai movies, um, you know, the Kurosawa movies, for instance. They like the Seven Samurai, they're like Westerns, but Japanese Westerns. I mean, they, they, if you watch like a Western, an American Western, and they've got the same vibe to them. It's just a different period of time. That's a that, spaghetti Western there. That was? Yeah, a few dollars more. Based on a, Italian Westerns, but weren't those based on the Samurai? Yeah, like it was a mix of like, mixing the two genres together kind of thing. Um... So a fusion, if you will. Yeah, so this takes place in the 1700s. Uh, no, it's not the 1700s, way before that. It was when Tsushima Island 
or Tsushima Island, if you say it correctly, was invaded by the Mongols, which, do you know when that was in time? I don't. It's a very long time ago. <laughs> anyway, um, your guy, you play as Jin, he, he is there when the island gets, he's a Japanese guy, when the island gets invaded, he's one of the samurais who fights on the beach. They get murdered, basically, by the Mongols who have got no... See, the samurai have a big code about them. Like, you know, we're, we fight like men, we look you in the eye, you know, we're not cowards, we don't stab you in the back. The Mongols don't give a shit, they just kill everybody, like, whatever. So, you all get massacred at the beginning, you survive, your uncle gets kidnapped by them, and I've only played the first few hours, but what's happening at the moment is me as Jin... I am trying to get to the place where my uncle is, where they've got him captive to rescue him. But it's not a simple A to B journey, it doesn't seem, because every time I get to a place, they're like, well, you could go and get him, but you probably get killed, so you need other people. So we, there's a person over there, you can, you know, it's that kind of thing. So I'm trying to get together a group of people to go and take this guy out. Um, it's samurai, it's gorgeous, like the, it's an open world game, like an Assassin's Creed, you can go anywhere you want. Talk to people, you know, ride your horse, dick around collecting flowers. Uh, what else can you do? You can upgrade your katana, which is your sword. You can get new costumes that give you different abilities. If you liked Assassin's Creed, and Assassin's Creed, it boggles that they've, for me, that they've never done samurai or feudal Japan at all because. Seems like a really obvious historical thing to do because it's got interesting visuals. But um, the, these guys, Sucker Punch, who were the guys who made Infamous, they beat them to it basically and just made it's very similar to an Assassin's Creed game. I'm just going to put this out there. I'm reading a little on the, the wiki. Yeah, about and Ghost of Tsushima. Like Mongolia, the Mongols, as described, Mongol Empire, etc., from like. I mean, we're going back here as far as the 11th century. Yeah, it's a long... It is a long... All the way up to the border of Mongolia wasn't established, it looks like. I could be reading too quickly, but until like the middle of the 19th century. Oh, really? So, like Genghis Khan, you know, he was... Uh, well, um... Is he in this game? Here's a bit of a twist for you. Okay. The big baddie of this game is a nephew of Genghis Khan. Okay, because he was around... In uh, 1155 right. to, looks like, 1227. That sounds about right. If, okay. If you look up, like, one of the main things of that era was the taking of Tsushima Island. Okay. Um, so whenever that takes place <clears throat> is how this game starts. So I, I bet it is the 11th century. Me thinking it's the 1700s. No, it's the 11th century. How many years is that? <laughs> Thousands of years. That'd be nine hundred years. Thousand years ago. Nine hundred years. Right. It's twenty twenty. So yeah, it's a long time ago. And yeah, Genghis is that right? Khan. No, I'm wrong. Thousands of years. No, eleven hundred would be nine hundred years. Yes. The Not 11, thousands of years. The eleven hundreds. About a thousand years is what I meant. Close. Nine hundred years. Yeah. So um, it's if it, anyone's listening to us thinking we're really, really idiots, that's fine. Yeah, it's historical. You can judge us for math. We don't care. This movie, this uh, game is historical and based on real battles. Do except. you like it the way you like uh, Assassin's Creed? It really feels like I'm playing a new Assassin's Creed. Hmm, okay. 
I mean, it's really high level. Um, you know, looks it might even look better than Assassin's Creed. It's got the art is amazing. I love it. I love, I love something in this generation of console games. They've really figured out how to render grass. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yes. Like you, you and just, dappled sunlight. Yes, and like sunlight coming between trees and. And, you know, we just played uh, Last of Us 2, and the grass was amazing in that one too, right? When you're hiding in the grass, it's like every blade of grass is rendered. It's not just like a, a green block. It's like blades of grass that you just whiff through. This is the same. It's, but because it's feudal Japan and there's cherry blossom trees everywhere, it's very colorful. Um, it looks different to other things. It's not grim and gray looking. It's like just very pretty. So... um I'd recommend it. Ghost of Tsushima is a PS4 exclusive. So um, you have to have a PS4, unfortunately, but it's very good. So what's for dinner, Sito? What do you want? And how I want, long has uh, it been? I want an impossible whopper because we haven't had one for about two weeks. I know, because it went last week. And what did they say? We I'm don't have sorry, any. we're out. And they tried to call the other Burger King in our town and no one answered the phone. So... Um, I'm like, mention, either they're just getting so swamped with calls about the Impossible Whopper. We're not shills for HelloFresh, but you want to mention about HelloFresh. We're not shills, no. Uh, yeah. It's awesome. We're not, I mean, I got the, yeah. Yeah, I just was curious this week, went out, because I I mean, I love cooking. We both love cooking, and we like different things. We're, the reason we're telling you what we are eating is because we're vegetarian, and people so, seem to think that vegetarian goes in, the, there's like a box that, describes a human being who also is vegetarian and all these things go with it like health nut and all that kind of stuff and environmentalist and anti-meat eating and vegan it's nah we're not any of that i mean we're anti-animal cruelty don't get us wrong oh here i'm talking for both of us i'm doing that thing um but really we just don't eat the meat part we don't we go ahead and we do dairy we do eggs we just don't eat meat we haven't for now 11 years as you pointed out, how long it had been. And so we like the fast food, but HelloFresh has vegetarian options. And seriously, when I went, I was like, okay, I did the math. They had a sale where you could get $20 off each week for four weeks. And that came out to less money than we spend on food each week, you know, for the day, particularly on days when I get off work at 7 p.m. and I just go get takeout because it's 7 p.m. and I don't want to cook, right? So I added all that up, and I was like, oh, yeah. And then we did the first one, which was the pasta, mushroom pasta thing. Oh, my God. It was insanely delicious. And to be honest, they missed one ingredient. We immediately contacted them, and they gave us $12 off, eleven ninety five off for off the, the next of box, my next yeah. box, right, which is fine. That's cool. We still got that meal. It was totally fine without it. And then we had, like, a... Those tacos with the chickpeas. Oh, my God. That was so good. Let me give you one cooking hint if you don't know it already. Cut up a little bit of onion. Put it in a bowl. Put in some white wine vinegar or balsamic vinegar. Leave it for an hour. Whatever. With a little bit of sugar and a pinch of salt and pepper or some herbs. But this recipe was just a little bit of sugar and vinegar. And that's it. Leave it in there while you cook the rest of the stuff and then drain off the vinegar. That little bit of pickled onion. Quick pickle. What do you think that does to the whole thing? And it's literally just little bits of it on each bite. It changes it so much. It's insanely delicious. And the third dish was? 
That was the rice bowl that you prepared with the fried egg on top. That was... That was incredible, too. Incredible. It was rice with ginger in it. Mm -hmm. It was fried zucchini, mushrooms, and... Carrots. Carrots. But, like, carrots done in, like, strips, like a... What would you say? Um, You just use the peeler to make strips. Yeah, to make strips. And then a fried egg on top of this bowl full of that. And then a soy sauce and sriracha sauce, like, sauce? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Like an oily sauce. It was soy sauce, sesame oil, sugar. And sriracha. And a little bit of sriracha. And then, what do you call them? Um, Shallots. Mm-hmm. That you did the pickle thing on. Thrown over the top. And it was just freaking delicious. I could eat it right now. Yeah, and it's totally substantial. We're both, I mean, I like a high lot, high volume of food, but it's always totally enough. I mean, it's just really good. Again, we're not selling it to you. I don't care if you ever try it. You might be anti You don't have a code. No, there's no code. I just got it. You, right now they have that thing. And it's, get... We have had it before. Mm-hmm. Like This is just, we've re-signed up. So, I mean, and we enjoyed it last time too, right? I mean, we probably had it three times. I think you got it the yeah. first time, and then we got it again. But then, what this is it? This time Six? it'll go for four weeks, so. Is it normally $60 for a $60 box? per week for our two, for three different meals, two servings per meal. Right, but right? At, the, at the moment there's a discount for $40 per box. Correct, so that'd be $10 per person per day right. for three days. Now... Again, we eat fast food. So at fast food, you might spend $7 per person per day. Or more. Yeah, it depends on where you're going. Yeah. Um, usually it's around 7 I mean, if we get pancheros or something, it goes up a little bit. But um, So now this is even less than that. And so I'm, I'm happy with that. Plus there's, I don't know, they deliver it. Everything's in there except for that one thing. And when you have a problem, they fix it. Yeah, they fix it really I'm quick. happy with that. So what is your advice? And then we'll book it My advice is, like, it's not really advice, as always. I I missed the mark on the advice part of this. But, you know, what if the entire human population, when people are born into every culture, everywhere, every place, every tribe, every city, every rural town, every religion, every political system, everywhere... Every single human was taught that the, a set of the same things. And I'm not saying make everybody the same. Keep all the cultures and stuff. But like a basic foundation of that causing pain to someone else is like you don't want pain to be caused to be put on you. So don't do it to other people. That's it. You don't want your mother to feel pain. You don't want your best friend to feel pain. You don't want yourself to feel pain. You don't want your dog to feel pain. So don't cause pain to someone or something else. Now, people will say that's impossible because every, there will always be people who want to cause pain, and that's just idealistic. I agree with that. But just what if? If that was the fundamental bottom line, and that for you to have something, taking it away from someone else... Or doing something that pushes someone down and destroys part of their life in order for you to have something that you want. Not not to survive, but that you want. You have to also consider that. Why is that okay? Right? Is that okay? Is there another way to find, to get in this world 
what we all want and need without crushing someone down, without harming or destroying someone else or someone else's opportunities or chances or rights or whatever. Like if a thousand generations from now, from this moment into the future, humans, that was just the premise of all cultures with no, no, you know, I'm not a religious person, so don't be offended when I say this, but no, there's no texts to tell you this. There's no bullshit stories or little legends or myths. It just is taught to you from the moment you're born, the instant you're born. Instead of like, if you punch somebody in the face and someone laughs and goes, oh gosh, he's just a boy. Boys are boys, right? So that, that's one of those things that doesn't reinforce the idea that no, 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 no. Let's just not hurt someone, right? Let's find another way. What if that was even a possible thought to at least a minority of people in all the cultures of all the world for the next 150 to 1,000 years? All the people, you know? Some people, I think, will be born with... uh, I just think some people are hardwired to not connect or have a... a, a, Something is not there the way that you and I might see or absorb reality around us. You know what I mean? There could be something wrong or something that's different that they don't grasp the consequence of punching someone in the face or that pain doesn't register with them the same way or something like that. Right. That has to be accounted for. There have, there are going to be pockets of humans who don't give a shit They'll take anything they want. They'll steal anything. They'll destroy anything because it's a dog-eat-dog world and that's just the way it is. Okay, I get it. You think there'll always be people like that. But what if there wasn't, you know? What if smacking your kids wasn't the way to get them to basically do exactly what you want or to enforce something in them or to get them to fear running in the road or whatever? What if that wasn't the way? And that that didn't carry on through other things. I just think, what what if that one simple concept were a thing for humans? It would just be, if, I'd like to be around in a thousand years to see if that was even possible. You will not be. You will be brown bread. <laughs> True. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be dust. I'll be a tree or something by then. I will have absorbed into the atmosphere and into the dust. And that will be that. I will no longer exist as me. That's cool. That's cool. I can deal with that. All right. So, um... On that happy note, let's get out of it. <laughs> and let's, uh, you can catch us on Twitter, Facebook. Ascully.com is our website. You can click on the word podcast on that site. Follow us on uh, the podcast apps Google Play, iTunes, Spotify, TuneIn, iHeartRadio. And uh, if you've got a smart speaker, just say, listen to after the show podcast, po- listen to after the show podcast on TuneIn. And it will play the latest episode. You can uh, follow us on Instagram. Me. And we have a Facebook group for this podcast. We also have email that you can email me at aschoolyatasschoolyat.com. Don't email Sid Talk. She can't stand you. She thinks you all suck. That isn't true. That is not accurate. And... Don't sell the lie. Finally, stay classy. scooby dooby doo Where are you? <laughs> And I'm going to say, think for yourselves, because if you don't do it, someone will do it for you. <laughs>